Welcome to D Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about a group of high school students who get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home. Yeah, that's the order. But not before they find themselves along the way. There we go. We got it. I am your uh, dungeon master, Riley Wesson, and I am joined by my friends, my players, and uh, my tourists in the town of Bummerfield. Back for a, a little a little stint. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. Howdy, Howdy neighbor. <laughs> Did anyone watch Home Improvement? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. Howdy ho, neighbor. We don't talk about them. Yeah, we don't. I mean, <laughs> we really don't. They didn't it was fun while it lasted. Culture. But have we it watched Last not. Man Standing? That's the real question. That is, I, the answer is no. <laughs> it's Tim Allen's much more conservative show that he created later. My parents watch it a lot. Yeah, he needed to to reclaim oh. his I gotta be a dad in the mid 2000s He literally works vibe. at like an outdoors store and he has like a personal yeah. blog where he talks about how men used to be men and uh, yeah. <laughs> No. Well because I didn't have a question prepared because I forgot <laughs> God damn it, Brandon. You have one job. Uh but hi, I'm Brandon Lindsay and I play Cecil McNamara. And uh let's talk about your character as a child around the TV set. What did your family watch? Ooh. Oh shit! I think Cecil was the sit at the table, sit down and eat kind of kind of family, except for Friday nights, and they watched Friday Night Lights. Oh um, yeah, yes, and and it was mainly Cecil wanting to watch it because hmm. uh, all of his friends were watching it, and he really wanted to watch it too. And his his parents got really into it as well because it was you know <laughs> filmed in Texas and small town Texas, and yeah, sports. Clear eyes, full heart. Exactly. All right, Danielle, what are you going to say? I saw you smirk <laughs> the second Brandon yeah, you've asked got this one. question. <laughs> you've no, got it's one. actually, it's it's a very simple answer. And that, uh, first of all, hi, my name is Danielle Grisco. I play Brian Tolkien on this podcast and whatever character Riley wants me to play because, frankly, he's in charge and it's his show and we all know it. <laughs> Finally, somebody giving me the fucking respect I deserve. <laughs> For, hey, listen, I gave you credit, not respect. Those are two different things. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I can only do one. No, um, as far as TV that Brian grew up around, um, his parents were always watching the news. So the news was just always on TV. They didn't really like dive super far into things. His dad is super into MASH. So like MASH was on Ooh, TV okay. a lot, yeah. like old reruns. I can respect that. Yeah. yeah. His mom really liked Little House on the Prairie, so that was also on TV all the time. Aww. Yeah. Brian Brian's slightly emotionally attached to Laura Ingalls Wilder and like doesn't ever really know why, but you know, it is <laughs> it is a part of his life. So good to know. Yes. This is reason. this is his sweetheart. Um I think Aww. that's probably the closest to like a character crush that Brian has ever had is Laura Ingalls Wilder. Um, <laughs> the but... weirdest sexual awakening of all time. <laughs> I didn't say sexual awakening. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> stop putting words in Brian's mouth. I, I would imagine that Brian's dad would watch, what was that Canadian show? Was it like Red House, Green House or something like that? Do you know what I'm talking what? about? I don't know that show. No. Oh boy, that's a okay. Well, that that's a that's a deep cut for me. I'm gonna go look that up and make sure I didn't, I, I didn't just hallucinate that show as a child. But Mandela Red House, Green House, no, it's something Google's like that. Confused. One day, Brandon's parents came into the living room to just see Brandon sitting in front, of just like a gray fuzzy screen, and he's just saying Red House, Green House. Oh, it's God. called the Red Green Show. The Red Green. <laughs> it was the Canadian Home Improvement. Oh. Add Canadian-born comedian Steve Smith and call him by his not-so-handyman alias, Red Green. Hence it being called the Red Green Show. And you have the series, a uh, sitcom-sketch-comedy hybrid. It is set in the fictional town of Possum Lake, Canada, and follows the mishaps of Red, the leader of 
the Possum Lodge Men's Club and his nephew Harold and their plight to be good. So Andy, who are you? Who are you playing? Hi, uh, my name is Andy Lindsay and I am the voice of Victoria Hightower. Um, When it comes to TV, her mom never really watched it, but they had a nice TV. They had cable for everything. Um, Mom was also very much at work all the time, so V would often get home from school and I'm sure there was some sort of nanny for a little bit, and then when she was old enough, she'd just plop herself down in front of TV. Um, She was definitely a Horseland girl. Babysitter's Club. Yeah, Lazy Town, Hannah Montana. um, The Red Green Show. Sagwa, the Chinese Siamese cat. Sagwa is underrated. Thank you. Sagwa was good. Um, yeah, she was, I think she loved PBS. I think she actually watched quite a bit of PBS. Between um, the Lions. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Um, oh, Kim Possible. She takes a lot after, um, that pink girl in Lazy Town and Kim Possible. Uh, that was kind of like her, her OG, uh, girl crush were the two of them. That pink girl in Lazy Town. <laughs> I don't remember her name. Stephanie. More angles wilder and that pink girl in Lazy uh-huh. Town. Yeah. And my name's Riley Wesson, as I said on this campaign's Dungeon Master, and um, we didn't have, like, cable growing up, so I didn't really watch a whole lot of, like, cartoons and stuff by myself, um, but we did, we watched a lot of Andy Griffith show. Yes! We watched Happy Days, we watched uh, Home Improvement, as uh-huh. we mentioned at the top of this. Uh, this doesn't age well, but we watched The Cosby Show um, yeah. a lot, yeah. but, uh, you know, like, Bill Cosby's bad, but, you know, Cliff Huxtable, stand-up guy. All right. Uh, Speaking (laughs) of good shows, uh, let's do this, I guess. Last session on D Hall and Dragons, the students made a trip from the ruins of their school back to Bummerfield, stopping by the library and learning more about the religious landscape of Forgotten Fields, as well as the identity of the Knowing One in Brian's book, that being Ruzivo, the supposed dead god of knowledge and growth that created the pantheon of the realm. They then decided to spend the night at the theater, stopping by Walter's Wonders and commissioning a few magic items to be retrieved the next day, and from there they arrived at the newly renovated Bummerfield Theater. Uh, or should I say the Patty LeBone Memorial Theater. They were greeted by Susan, the undead front of house operator that welcomed them in and showed them to the green room, where Victoria was able to take a shower, Cecil was able to find a utility belt of sorts for some components, and Brian was faced with the horror of a vending machine filled with nothing but Funyuns. Once they settled in, the three of them went to sleep for the night. And that's where we are now. The three of you asleep and dreaming. Oh, fuck. Everybody roll me a d20. No! I thought we got out of this! I knew it couldn't have all been Uh, fun and games. The shoe had to drop. If I compliment the DM, can I get it with advantage? No. (laughs) Twelve. Uh, seven. A natural twenty. Victoria. Yeah. You are running. You Uh are on a wide open field. And you get this sense that you are running from something, uh, but you're not exactly worst. sure what. Yeah, it's no! one of those. I rolled a 20. You hear like the thud of feet and footfalls behind you. And you see off far in the distance is um, like two mountain ranges, but like with really low hanging clouds, almost that kind of like descend into like the valley between them. Um, and you are running and running and you... Um, Actually, how does how does Victoria feel in this moment? Do you think? Um, oh, that's tough. I, I'm sure she's had 
dreams like this in a similar vein, at least like the the symbolism of the running. Um, and she can tell there's something behind her. She's she's a, very aware of it, but not in that like super frightened. I have to get away from it. It's almost like a what is it? Should I turn and face it? She wants like if she could will herself to stop running and turn around and look at it, she would. You can. Cool, she does. Like, it, it feels like every muscle in your body is trying to pull yourself forward slowly, but your mind wills yourself to stop with this inkling of, like, what is this behind me? What is this this sound, these footfalls? And you slowly turn your head, uh, and as you turn, you are, bam, knocked to the ground. Uh, roll me a perception check. Oh. Uh, 13. Okay, you can't quite tell what, but you are thrown to the ground and okay. trampled by a multitude of creatures pounded into the ground in this open field uh, as footfalls just slam you down further and further as they are running past you towards whatever this range is that you saw off in the distance. Okay, so using dream logic, right? Mm-hmm. So she knows she's being pushed further and further and further, like, into the earth. Mm -hmm. And using that dream logic, I think she would try to, like, manifest that same, like, shattering energy that she has used before to just throw the earth away from her and almost push her out of it so that she can see, try one more time to, like, Mm -hmm. either grab onto something that is running and be taken with it or, like, get herself up far enough that she can get a glance of what is running towards the mountains. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Roll me... Let's say roll me an Arcana check. Okay. Ah, 19. Okay. Uh, You manage to gather some kind of energy around you and will yourself to stand up against this pounding force. And as you stand, it seems to pass you by. But, like, it's built up this huge dust cloud. Um, so you can't quite tell. But right as you turn around, you hear one more thudding footfall. And you see an enormous horse come and knock you to the ground. And you wake up. Cool. <laughs> Brian, you open your eyes. And you are falling. You are in the midst of a wide open sky clouds surrounding you the wind is beating at your face throwing your hair back the hood of your hoodie is completely gone there's no way you could pull it over your head and cinch it tight right now and what are you feeling in this moment um brian is logistically trying to um understand more about his surroundings but he's falling so fast that his eyes keep watering so he's just trying to bring his hands to his face as much as possible to like keep his eyes cleared so that he can see more of his surroundings Okay, okay. Uh, make me an investigation check. 14. Okay. You manage to clear your eyes long enough to see that you are in wide open sky and there is no ground in sight. There is no water in sight. You are just falling through what appears to be an endless sky. Clouds whipping past you, but you feel your hoodie flapping in the wind 
and you suddenly feel this gust of air and you are caught on this updraft and you start to gain a little bit of control over how you are moving in this space. But just as you kind of gain your bearings, you see off in the distance and what appears to be approaching you quickly is this large, dark thundercloud rumbling and you hear this thunder and lightning rumbling past you. Uh, And as it does, make me a perception check. 16. You see lightning pierce through the sky, and as it is so close, thunder erupts past you, and you hear, you left me, and the cloud envelops you, and you wake up. Cecil, you find yourself in a peaceful glade. Uh, You see, like, a little pond off to the side. The sun is shining down. And as you make your way out of the underbrush and the sun makes you squint a little, how is Cecil feeling in this moment? At the moment, I think there is a a gratefulness for a respite. Cecil's taking the moment to ground himself in a space that feels not only familiar, but very comfortable. And... There's a regret that it's not real, but at the moment, Cecil's trying to convince himself to forget about that and take this comfort for what it is. As you feel and process these things, you do see in the midst of this glade uh, is like a singular flower, a simple rose, but the petals are kind of shifting colors. Okay. Cecil's going to go and sit by the flower. Um, he's going to look around. Do I see any or hear any animals, any kind of life outside of this moment? Does it feel like there's activity around us? As you approach it, you start to feel a slight shaking. And as you sit down next to this flower you see it slowly descend into the ground. And as you see the petals disappear beneath the grass, you hear, (laughs) and the ground starts to crack and spread underneath you. And you start to descend slowly. As this happens, make me a nature check. 13. You have just enough of a mind to your surroundings that your hand grasps at a root that is nearby and you hold on for like a split second and in that second you see the ground opening into this endless abyss beneath your feet you feel the tension on this root as your weight slowly pulls it out of the soil and right as the tension breaks and the root snaps you see a pinprick of light deep in the darkness and you fall and you wake up and you can all take a long rest uh you can all get back your spell slots and your expended things and uh you guys all wake up from your various (laughs) dreams and sleep brian sits up uh from the table and immediately um puts his hood up like checking his pockets and everything in the hoodie everything 
seems to still be in order. Um, and he gets up and starts straightening up the green room so that it can look like they like it did before they came in. Um, and it's just kind of in the process of of like that level of cleaning, the level of intensity of the cleaning is clearly not the focus of the activity. Just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. scrubbing things that did not need to be scrubbed and probably look cleaner now than they did when we came in. <laughs> um, Cecil's probably going to wake up like five minutes after, probably because Brian is cleaning something very near Cecil and that wakes him up. Hey, Brian, uh, morning, what, should, what are you doing? Cleaning. All right. Uh, need a hand with it or you seem to have... I'm fine. Okay. You just seem like you're in a zen state, so I, I don't know if you want the hand or anything or if you're just kind of rolling with it, but you seem like you've got things... Okay, I'll just shut up. You you look like you're in, in, the, in the zone. I'm fine. Okay. I feel like we slept in. What time is it? Um, there's a clock as there always is in every green room. Mm-hmm. It's probably about 10 o'clock right now. You should probably get Victoria up. and Yeah, V fell asleep in like a chair with a footrest. Hmm. And normally, V doesn't need as much sleep, so she's usually one of the first people up. But currently, she's still kind of just like balled up in the chair. I'm going to go over it, and I'm going to like gently tap on her foot to just kind of like, hey, Ha! Huh, that Vic- tickles. Stop. Victor- what are you doing? Morning. It's like What's mid-morning. That? We should... I don't know. Brian's... Brian is currently using lemon pledge on the coffee table <laughs> in the green room <laughs> to dust it. Yeah, Brian's taking care of things, but uh, yeah, we kind of slept in quite a bit, which is fine. I think we all needed the sleep, but I don't know. It's just a long day ahead, so we should probably... Uh... Um, Do you guys have like a laundry list of stuff to accomplish today? We gotta, we gotta go back and pick up our things. Um, yeah, and this whole this whole time, Brian does not look up from what it is he's doing. He's just vi- like voraciously uh, scrubbing the coffee table with lemon pledge and a weird dishcloth that he found under the vending machine. Yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, it's just like, well, we got to go back and pick up our things. Um, and then uh, I don't know what else you guys had planned, but I think that's the that's the the beginning of the list. Um, I, I think like I don't want to leave. Uh, I don't want to leave um, 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 Wendell waiting with with all of our things and uh, and just make sure that we're we got everything in order in that way. V kind of just leans over to Cecil and is like, did you guys have coffee? No, I don't think the people who work here need to drink coffee because oh, they're dead. But I need to drink coffee. Why don't we go to the... Why don't we bar? just grab... There's the, the, yeah, the, the, bar, bar, the barnyard. The bar, bar, the bar, the bar, the bar, barnyard? The barn. The barn. The barn at the barnyard. <laughs> Whatever that thing was called. Uh, um, yeah, we could just grab food real quick and walk to Walter's and go say good morning to him and his daughter, Wendy. Right, Wendy. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I do have a, a small laundry list. I, I mean, it's, it's I, not very major. I've just got some spells I've been kind of ruminating on, and I think I have some good ideas as to how I can actually cast them. But I kind of need to pick up a few things. So, like, are we just we know exactly what we're looking for. Are we looking for anything in particular? Or are we just going to show in and, and browse? How much time are we looking at? Uh, uh, maybe like five minutes of browsing. I mean, that's not a. I, I mean, the laptop might be fixed, and and that can give us a direction depending on what's on it well Um, let's go do that first let's do that let's do that i just kind of give cecil a look i give victoria a look back that just is kind of like just don't just not not right now not right now 
As you two are looking at each other, one of the janitors walks by and sees Brian, sees Brian with a lemon pledge. He goes, I was looking for that. And he takes it and puts it on his cart and he keeps going. Brian chases him down and goes, hey, do you have um trash bags or, or like anything like paper towels or like things that I like anything like that? I'm a janitor. Oh, of course, I got cleaning supplies. Okay. And he reaches in and he hands you a, a trash bag. There you go, governor. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And Brian walks back right. into the green room and just like wraps the um, plastic uh, trash bag like around the wad of paper towels or the roll of paper towels and like sticks in his backpack. Let's go. Okay. Let's, let's go stop by Walters. I tighten my cool new bandolier that I've got with all my. He <laughs> just kind of looks at the two of them with like these weird makeshift some things that they have plans with and just <laughs> okay uh so you guys make your way out of the theater you do stop by briefly uh the bard yard across from the theater get a little corner table and uh just have a quick little breakfast uh between the three of you very inconspicuous nobody really notices you as you're there but you guys uh make your way back down the street towards uh Walter's Wonders we understands that brian is on a mission and she just like beelines opens the door holds it open for the guys yeah you guys make your way in uh and as the bell kind of tingles overhead uh you hear from behind the bar uh yes welcome uh and you guys turn to see uh wendy worksley behind the counter uh and as you enter she she gets this excited look on her face oh my gosh it's you guys uh welcome back yeah my my dad did tell me uh that you guys stopped by last night. I'll I'll go get him. I think he's he's in the workshop right now. I think he's just about finished up uh, awesome. with your your items. Thank you. Of course. Uh, she turns and you see that she's like she's much more chipper than she was last yeah. time you guys interacted with her. Aww, she's got her dad back. Yeah, her dad being back and kind of the stress of running the store uh, seems to have kind of lifted a weight off of her shoulders a little bit. You even see that there's like a few open journals on the bar. It seems like she's been she's been getting to work more <laughs> on her writing lately. Victoria is trying to lean over the counter a little. She like trying to read them upside down a little bit. <laughs> uh, make me an investigation check investigation that's a 25 25 uh you see what appears to be the outline for a story of uh <laughs> a changeling coming from the Feywild into the world and uh <laughs> falling in love with a, a young girl uh from this realm but grappling with like the need of like who is this person if i am everyone <laughs> am i no one kind of thing uh but she but like about her kind of like helping him discover like who he is as himself and as you're like kind of finishing up this sort of summary uh you hear the door creak in the back and uh walter comes out with just like this cart full of things (laughs) oh hey guys uh welcome back uh closes the door behind him and sets the cart next to the bar all right so uh let's see what we've got here um brian he pulls out uh your butterfly net uh but it appears to have been like the net portion appears to have been replaced with it's like there's metal that's making a circle but the metal isn't connected it appears to be connected by like four gems so it's kind of like it's for, sort of floating but it's connected by these sort of magnetic arcane gems it actually doesn't have a net right now it just looks like a giant bubble wand <laughs> yeah it just kind of looks like a giant bubble wand uh and he goes and honestly it acts like one too uh and he uh hands it over to you uh and you can add the net of holding to your inventory <laughs> that's so uh, dumb. 
<laughs> he shows you how to use it. There's essentially, there's like a gem on the handle that if you press it down and put arcane power into it, it forms like an arcane bubble from the gems that will attempt to enclose someone and will uh, effectively cast a hold person spell. It starts with three charges. Uh, every time you cast it, it is one charge, and it regains 1d3 charges at dawn. Nice. nice. And Cecil, he reaches in and he pulls out the shield that you handed over to him. Uh, and I added a, an extra uh, abjuration spell to this. It can power up and give you a little bit more boost uh, in, uh, in a time of need. And essentially, I still need to make this item, but it's essentially, it's a plus one shield that you can once per day, uh, as a reaction, cast the shield spell and add plus five to your AC. Dude, that's great. In addition, he reaches uh, and he pulls out the little wand that you gave him from uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I wasn't quite sure what to do with this thing, but when I tinkered around with it, it seems to have, like, some of your power seems to have seeped into it. So I kind of tinkered around with it, and I think I was able to figure out how it manifested. And he hands it over to you, and you see now that the wood has been, like, lacquered, and there appears to be slight green etchings engraved into it. And you can add the Wand of Flora to your inventory. This will allow you, once per day, to cast the Florify spell, which is a homebrew spell from... Uh, Mana Sight Press. Uh, the Florify spell is a second level evocation that you can either cause all plants in a 15 foot radius cube to bloom, or you can target a creature, and uh, if you hit them, they take 6d6 poison damage. And if the spell kills the creature, uh, they are immediately covered in random blooming flowers and begin to decay into the earth over the next hour. Whoa. Um, oh shit. <laughs> it's a fun little druid spell that I was like, I gotta have a way to put this in. Holy With that wand, you can cast that spell once per day. That's Dope as hell. Yeah. Uh, and finally he goes, uh, Victoria. Yeah. He reaches into the bottom of the cart and he pulls out what appears to be a little earpiece attachment. It looks like it would kind of fit over one's ear. I, yeah, I looked at the blueprints uh, and I think this should be able to do what you're, what you're going for to kind of align yourself with it. Uh, you're going to have to to write with it in something that you own. Okay. But uh, I think this should work for you. And uh, Victoria, you can add the Wordsmith's Quill to your inventory. This is another homebrew item. Once per day, uh, you can cast the Sending Spell. The other ability that the Wordsmith's Quill has is Bardic Words. Uh, the Quill has three charges, and with this, you can cast any spell from the Bard spell list of level three or lower. What? Expending as many charges as levels of the spell used. Oh, um, shit. I just know That's that awesome. Bard is a tough class in that once you choose a spell, you're kind of stuck yeah, with it. Uh, so I figured this could add a little bit of versatility to, uh, to Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Riley Claus. Ah, you're, <laughs> you know, I give you bad dreams. I give you fun items. It all balances out. <laughs> I'll take a couple more bad dreams. <laughs> you see V, like, it's so small in her hand, and it's just kind of this little, like, mixture of, like, silver and gold and bronze. And she first tries it on her ear and it is kind of like like an ear cuff of sorts like the kind you see at ren fair that look like elf ears almost that's what it's called but it's only one and it kind of shimmers and transforms and looks like a little feather and then it looks like a pen sticking behind her ear and so she takes it and she kind of yo-yo throws it out into the air and it 
springs out and turns into this beautiful, like, again, metallic piece quill, like a feather quill, and then she just plucks it out of the air, and it kind of transforms, and she sticks it back behind her ear. Is that what you were kind of, is that what you are going for? It's amazing. Thank you. Perfect. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> glad I can help out. Um, so, yeah, if, uh, like I said, I've got uh, some other things here in the shop. If there's anything that you're interested in, uh, let me know and I can see if I can, uh, if I can scrounge it up, if I have it in inventory, uh, and I could possibly sell it to you. Um, do you have anything that's like an arcane battery? Yes, yes. Uh, just give me a second. Uh, he bends down, uh, beneath the counter and you hear some kind of rummaging around and he comes back up and, uh, places this, it's like bronze on two ends and there is like a glass cylinder in between and you see like a little metallic cable extending from it um (laughs) and he he presses a button on the side and you see and actually the the two bronze pieces on the side are like two hands um and when he touches a button there's like you see electricity sparking between the hands uh and he goes so yeah this essentially um it when you press the button it casts a uh, shock and grasp spell that is then transferred in through this metallic cable and uh can kind of electrically charge something (laughs) Um, amazing so i i do have this uh be uh you know, it takes a little bit to, to make, so it's probably about 100 gold pieces for this. Okay, I, I'll pay for that. Okay, great. Okay, and then um, I was wondering about the status of the laptop. Yes, 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 yes. Um, that thing. Uh, he reaches down into the cart, and he pulls it out, places it on the counter with kind of a thud. So this thing's got a lot of enchantments on it. Oh, great. A lot of different spells. Okay. It's a lot of... I honestly haven't quite seen anything like it before it looks like a mix of projection spells memory spells evocation abjurate all sorts of things but it looked like there was kind of a lack of arcane energy in it and i was able to uh kind of get that started but all i could get was this uh and he opens up the screen and you see that the screen is now turned on but it appears to be a lock screen yeah. Um, and you see on the screen, you see three circles from the left to the right. There is a circle with an arrow pointing down, a circle with a, just a straight line, and then a circle with an arrow pointing up. Okay, so she <laughs> she's going to press the little arrow down button, mm-hmm. the space key, and then the arrow up button. These key inputs don't seem to have any effect okay. on okay. this lock screen. It was it was an educated guess. <laughs> Do you think like there might be somebody here that can help us like jailbreak this thing? Listen, I've jailbroken a lot of phones. But magic I fiddled around with it. I tried a dispel magic. I tried a few different tools. But while this is magic, it seems like there's something even deeper than arcane that's keeping this thing locked. Um I cast identify and hold the laptop. Oh, shit. You get a sense of every school of magic applied to this thing, but you also get a sense of the same magic that you sensed from the counselor affecting it as well. There's a chance. There's a chance with these, like, three cryptic little symbols. We have his journal, too, right? Yeah. We do. 
we may just have to study that really close and see if we can't. I can speed read. Yeah, you, decipher. What was the riddle that we were given? Uh, it was like, it was sort of that as above, so below it. Um, to awaken the answers you seek, you must first awaken the answers within yourself. One lies deep below, ha <laughs> One floats high above and one remains hidden between. One below, one high above. I mean, that feels like it's too easy of a connection. But there are three other places that we need to go visit. Yeah, and I had a dream about one of them last night. I'm sorry, what? What? <laughs> I mean, I think I was just inspired by the, the beautiful painting at the, at the top of the theater. But Walter I saw... tips his hat. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was running towards two mountains and there was a... a like a valley of sorts between the two, but there were there were two mountain peaks, and I'm assuming that's that's Runnerfield because that's where mountains were were denoted. I, I'm not saying we have to go there first. We definitely don't, but you know, I'm I'm sure we're being pointed in the direction of those three places we haven't been. Sure. If we go to those three places, we unlock whatever it is, and then this thing opens up. That's a that's a big buy-in for us unlocking a computer. But Ryan hasn't looked up from reading pages of this journal. Like he's just trying to speed read as much information as possible. Uh, Brian, make me a wisdom check. Riley, in the meantime, I have a DM question. Yeah. Would you say that in this world, an iPhone, which in our world is, it can be pricey. You know, it's about a thousand dollars. Would you say in this world that an iPhone technically is worth about a thousand gold? Um... <laughs> No, because nobody here knows what that means. I know. Are you trying to sell it? Are you just trying to sell it? No, you're going to try no. to pawn off your iPhone? No, no. I need oh, a scrying okay. focus worth a thousand gold. And I thought, oh, it'd be kind of fun to use the iPhone oh, as the scrying okay. focus. Yeah, yeah. I could, you, I could, let, like, that, I could let that Great. pass. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Because that would just be kind of fun. I thought you were like, can I hawk my iPhone no. to Walter? I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is Walter going to do no. with it? I just don't hey, want to buy he, like he a... Could invent- there is... Telecommunications. Cell phones for the Forgotten Realms. Uh, Danielle, what did you roll? Oh, 22. 22. Okay. You are reading this, trying to read this, uh, because the pages themselves are almost just like completely black with ink. Like it looks like pages have just been written and written and written and written, and things have just been written over themselves over and over and over. And you can't quite piece out anything from these blackened pages out of curiosity does it seem like it is like solid strokes does it seem like there's like scribbles over it like what's what is this i am proficient in forgery kits i would have a pretty keen eye on pin strokes and discerning handwriting I'll say the one thing that you can tell with your wisdom check, I'll say that you can tell, you have to look extremely closely, but you can tell that there appear to be two different forms of handwriting in these scribbles. Okay, I'm going to try to use my prestidigitation, my prestidigitation wand to change, like, now that I can, like, see that there's two styles of handwriting or two styles of writing on this journal... I'm going to try to change one of the handwritings to be red so I can try to differentiate between the red and the black. Oh. Okay. Um, That's cool. That's cool. You can make this roll. I'll say the DC is going to be 23 Arcana check. Okay. <gasps> God damn it. I'll take a picture of it. 
No, you did not. <laughs> no, you did not. What did you roll? Natural 20 for a total of 27. <gasps> yes! <laughs> yes! I'll take a picture of it. I didn't... No, you got to honor no, 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 it, Riley. No, I know. I, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I know. You're fine. 27. I love you for it. 27. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, It'll only last for an hour anyway, so I have to study this journal so fast. But yeah, it's also only on one page. Wait, wait, it's wait, not, wait. You can't change the entire journal. Fuck. Okay, great. Aww. Like, it's it's just one page. Okay. Okay, hang on. Pick hang the most on. important page. Uh, Cecil, grab your phone and take a picture of it really quick. I swear, if I roll a nat one on this, I'm going to be we so pissed off. We can charge your phone. It's fine. Okay. We don't I mean, need our phone. Okay. Technically, okay. technically, I have seven charges of this wand. Actually, technically, I'm proficient in forging everything, so I'm just going to copy All what I see down do. really yeah. quickly. Okay. No, just... just Take a picture of it, dude. Look, this is my this is the one thing I'm good at. <laughs> Brian, you can tell there are two different types of handwriting. One is very scratchy uh, and small, and the other one is uh, a bit more blocky and bold. Uh, which one do you want to change color for? I'm also going to tell you because so like if you're changing one of them to red, there is still another one that is still covered with black, so you will only be able to see one of the. Oh, so I have, I have the option of seeing the bold or seeing seeing the blocky or seeing the yes. scratch. Yes. What do we think, guys? <laughs> I think the the easiest to read is the block, right? Versus the scratchy. But the scratchy is going to be like a more manic like writing style, like somebody. It is, which makes me think that's the counselor, and the blocky is potentially uh the the wondering one, responding. Oh, it's a more intentional text. Well, okay. What's gonna be what's gonna be more difficult? Deriving the questions from the answers, or deriving the answers from the questions? Yeah, we want. Yeah, we want more answers than questions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to be able to see the blocky text. Okay. Um. Oh. And we can always attempt this again in like a day. I have seven charges on this spell. I think we'll lose Riley's friendship <laughs> if we try to translate. There's this only so much book. I can improv stuff. <laughs> is the thing because I'm going to tell you now. I did not intend for you guys to be able to read this book, so I don't even I'm know sorry. what's in it right now. I'm no, sorry. you're okay. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. No, don't apologize. While we think about that, um, Walter, I know you don't deal in potions. Do you deal in any like once you burn it s- spell scrolls? Uh, spell scrolls. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got um, I've got a few spell scrolls here. Uh, how about you roll me a d one hundred? Okay. Uh, a zero on the d ten and a twenty on the d one hundred. So it's a twenty. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, don't really have uh, a lot. I I have a few things. Um, He pulls out a small collection of scrolls and you can see uh, he has it looks like 12 scrolls. He has uh, shocking grasp, burning hands, Melf's acid arrow, lightning bolt, ice storm, hold monster, mending, alarm, magic weapon, haste. Mordenkainen's Faithful Hound and Bigby's Hand. Shit. I want to buy a bunch of those. Um, You've got a lot of gold. we got a lot of gold. Walter, I'm going to buy four of those lovely spell scrolls. I'm going to get Haste, Magic Weapon, 
Lightning Bolt, and Hold Monster, which comes out to 6,250 gold. Sounds good. Uh, he gets out a little bag that says thank you with a smiley face on it. And <laughs> oh my so god, of course. And That's hands so it over cute. To you. And then I know we're probably going to check out Clear as Crystal and BF Drugs and Bum Goods. Um, Walter, is there anywhere that sells magical clothing? Would, would Needle magical. have anything like that? Uh, yeah, Needle and Fabric would probably have some stuff like that. Amazing. Amazing. Guys, I might duck in there just briefly. Um, I'm not going to lie. The spaghetti strap short blue dress that I've been wearing this entire adventure is getting kind of annoying. Um, so I might go get something a little more practical. Just saying. Also, does anyone want the necklace of adaptation? What does it do? It basically lets you weather harsh environments. It's also like like certain cloud, like if someone casts like a cloud sort of. Stuff. Yeah, I think there's like a few spells that. I mean, I wouldn't mind that after the dream I just fucking had. What dream did you have? Nothing. What? Nothing. Was it like um? Victoria, can we focus, please? <laughs> okay. Brian dreamed of Laura Inglewild. Dreamed of Little House. <laughs> Walter, would you happen to have any small glass, vi- like empty bottles, like? Uh. Yeah, I think I got a few leftovers of for like components and things like that. He uh, goes in the back for a second and comes back out with like five or six just like empty vials. Yeah, I mean, if you don't mind parting with them, I'd love to take them off your hands. How much? How much? Yeah, how just much? Uh, fork, fork me a gold. We'll call it square. Okay, I've got some spoons. I don't take spoons. Only forks. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Don't. don't yeah. Do you, yeah. Uh, he seems like you don't I have, I have that like a, a trash bag. Why don't we do this, Brian Cecil? You guys go to BF Drugs. I'm going to run the needle and fabric very quickly and see if she has, like, some inventory. I just, I'm going to ask her to maybe enchant it so it's it, just a little... Zhuzh it up. Yeah, zhuzh it up. Yeah. Make it a little uh, stronger and uh, heftier. And why don't we meet up at Clear as Crystal? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Should we sync up our uh, watches or... Oh, we don't... Got it. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. No, V runs around the counter and gives Walter a hug. You accidentally uh, pull his arm off. Yeah, his, yeah. As, as you part, his arm pops out. Oh, uh, ah. I can't. It's all right. It's all right. Sorry, it. sorry. It's got a strong grip. He uh, takes it yeah. back from you, pops it back into its socket. Yeah. <laughs> um, she also like reaches in her backpack, grabs out her journal, and it's got some like extra leaflets that have been kind of just poked in here and there. She rifles through them. She pulls one out that's a stack of paper, and she says, can you give this to Wendy? I'd love her thoughts. Yeah, for sure. Bye, Wexel. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, you hear Wendy go, what? <laughs> um, and as you you guys make your way out, uh, and as you do, uh, Brian, you finally kind of crack the code on casting this prestidigitation <gasps> spell. Let's go. Um, and Cecil's and still with me. See... Oh, yeah, Cecil, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm walking along, and I'm, I'm ready to go. Great. You see three sentences that are scrawled out across these pages. I am trapped. A shell left behind, and I need to know, find the answers. It's the opposite of the side of the conversation we were hoping for. That's okay, we'll try the other side tomorrow or later. Fuck. I mean, us too, buddy. Honestly. <laughs> I kind of relate. I know, Does it, is it weird that this makes me feel less alone? <laughs> hey, wait, you can do forgeries, right, Cecil? Yeah. I open my book. I write, um, if I gave you a handwriting sample... Would you be able to know or have have some kind of concept of who it might be? 
if I know of the person or entity. Okay, uh, Cecil, can you can you copy some of this blocky lettering into into my book real quick? Wow, the first forgery kit usage of the game, I think. <laughs> it's finally come around. It's finally it's paid off. It's been 47 episodes. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Cecil. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Brian also has not let go of his book. Like, it's like Cecil's holding it, but Brian's hands are still completely on this book. <laughs> uh, yeah, and doing my best. I'm going to attempt to make a forgery kit check. Yeah, make me a check. Uh, I'll say with advantage. Because you okay. have the writing right in front of you. Gotcha. It's a 19. A 19. You write into this journal and the ink fades and on the other page it returns. Yeah, I don't know this person. Shit. Okay. Well, okay, but that doesn't rule out yep. anything. It just rules out that Rosivo is aware of the wandering one's identity or at the very least he didn't he didn't know the wandering yeah. one at all yeah or at the very least the wandering one might not have any aliases or it might be we're just we're coloring in the context at this point which is that's progress it's still progress okay so can we um move forward to as we should we yes. should split to the different locations yes yes yeah okay, cecil shall we let's do it yeah uh we're gonna run over to bf drugs Okay, cool. I, I kick open the door. <laughs> you kick open the door? Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I okay. politely open the door and say, hello. Uh, yeah, you guys make your way through the uh, the town and you uh, part ways with Victoria at Needle and Fabric. You creak open the door and you see uh, Falsum, this very tall, uh, what you guys don't know what he is, but he is a furbolg, uh, big old floppy ears, kind of a, a round cowish face. Uh, he goes, oh, uh. Hey there, uh, welcome to BF Drugs. What can I get you guys today? Hey, buddy, uh, it's been a while. You don't you don't remember us, do you? Didn't think uh, so. Um, uh, see, this is what I mean. Nope. Yeah, no, yeah, that's fine. Um, I've got a couple of little vials here, and I pull out the vials that I got from Walter, and I'm looking for different components to potentially make a couple of uh, potions, maybe some remedies, things like that. And I'm just wondering what you've got in stock. Um, in particular, I'd love it if you had any kind of herbs that if I combined them, they would potentially make like a fog, I guess, or some kind of a smoke screen, I guess. So you're wanting flowers that you can put together to make a gas? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a, uh, like a fun time. Uh, you know, I I burned some plants uh, a few days ago that just didn't really go well. Um, can get kind of dangerous when you're out there burning plants. So you got to make sure you you're doing it under the right conditions. You know. Uh, yeah. I, are you okay? You seem. I mean. Oh no, I'm fine. You know, just uh, just gotta. Achoo! He oh. sneezes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think I might have just got like some allergies or something, but uh, I'm okay. Uh, our, our friend Cecil also suffers from a, a terrible sneeze now and then. I get that, man. You know, I got some plants for that too, if you if you want. But to make me sneeze less? Yeah. Do you have any plants that would make him sneeze more? Uh. <laughs> uh. Well, what kind of plants are he? Is he? I mean, I got some really. Like a really pollenous plants. I got just like some fucking cedars here in the back. If you want, I'm, you I am. I, it out I do have a sensitivity. Mm, oh, oh yeah. Like I'm that. actually kind of sensitive to a to a to cedar. I mean, I 
Yeah, living in Central Texas. I mean, living in uh, places in the Forgotten Fields that have cedar do that to you. Yeah, man. Tell me about it. <laughs> he just, just like just completely like, yeah. doesn't pay attention to what you say. <laughs> but yeah, he reaches down and he pulls out kind of like a little bundle of plants and he goes, yeah, uh, this is a little mixture of, uh, of lavender, chamomile, and uh, gas plant. Um, and if you... Uh, <laughs> gas plant? Gas plant is a thing. It's native to Eurasia and is grown as an ornamental in many places. All right, they give off a strong aromatic vapor when they and they can be ignited. Hence the name gas plant. That's I fucking awesome. did my research. Oh my God, that's incredible. That's awesome. that's I'm not incredible. being lazy with this. That's so good. Like an herbologist over here. Riley got a whole fucking degree just to do an alchemy moment in D and D. But yeah, he hands it over. And he goes, "Yeah, if you uh, if you ignite these, they should uh, they should form a pretty large gas cloud if you uh, if you burn them properly." Okay. This will maybe be twenty gold. Okay. Uh, I'll take enough for two batches. All right. Here you go. Okay. Uh, can I get anything else for you? In a similar vein of trying to create, you know, kind of a, a spark, I'd love to see if there's any any flammable uh, arcane plants that, if I were to mix them in a particular way, that uh, would actually ignite. Um. Yeah, let me check. Uh, he turns around and kind of pokes around, uh, and you see, like, even as he's, like, reaching for it, you know, there's, like, a little spark. And, oh, God, I told you, burning plants, man, it's it's dangerous. And he turns around, and there's, like, a little bundle, and he goes, uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a little bundle of uh, juniper, cypress, and eucalyptus. Um, pretty flammable stuff here. Okay, I'll take enough for, I'll take enough for two batches of that, too. All right, uh, that'll be uh, that'll be thirty gold. Okay, great. Lastly, do you have any just oil? Oil? Yeah. Like, are we talking like olive, avocado, peanut, vegetable? Um, grease. Grease. Um, yeah. Actually, Walter me... might have had grease. Dang it. Uh, I might swing back by. But if you've got <laughs> no, any no, grease, actually, I'd no, I do have grease. I've got grease. Oh, okay, right okay, here. okay, good. Uh, okay, no good. need to swing by anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> No way to swing by anywhere you've already been. Uh, he like he like pulls out a bottle that he's like scribbling on it. Definitely grease. <laughs> Definitely not vegetable oil. It's like a skull and crossbones. He X's it out. He just writes grease on it. Now yeah, he hands you over like he's like, oh, I mean, I made eggs this morning and uh, some bacon, so I just have some leftover grease from that. Uh, that works. That okay, works. Okay, um, here you go. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll take as much as he can give. Uh, yeah, he hands you over like a, a cup of grease. Cup of grease. Ah, oh, good old cup of grease. Cup of grease. <laughs> cup just of like, grease. In just the like morning. mom used to make. <laughs> Honey, you haven't touched your cup of grease. <laughs> uh, so my my only request is that um, I was wondering if maybe you had an an herb that would make it so that when I fall asleep, I don't dream. He reaches down and he pulls out like a little pot and uh, hands it over to you. And he goes, "Uh, this is uh, peace lily." It should help with uh with with peaceful sleep. That would be great. Thanks. How much? Uh, just five gold. I'll buy I'll buy I'll, I'll buy fifty gold worth. Oh my god! He pulls out ten potted peace lilies. <laughs> I'm fucking cleared out now. I guess. Um, that's all I need. You guys want to buy any potions or anything or? Uh, yeah. Got any healing potions? Uh, yeah, I got a few healing oh, potions. One thing Victoria asked us to get. <laughs> uh, roll me a d100. 46. Uh, yeah, I've, we've got, um, 
some common healing potions, some greater healing potions, some potions of resistance, uh, an elixir of health, a uh, potion of diminution. Diminution. <laughs> diminution? I don't know that uh, got better. Diminution? Diminu- no. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> Diminution. <laughs> Diminutive? Diminutive. Diminution. Makes you small. I believe you wholeheartedly. What a weird way to put that. Fucking D&D. Uh, tell you what, what do the greater healing potions run for? Greater healing potions are going to be 250 gold apiece. Okay, great. Let's grab two of them. Okay, that'll be 500 gold. Okay. Uh, is there anything else I can do for you guys? Uh, you can have a lovely rest of your day. Oh, you know I will, brother. Brother? Brother? Are you? God. No, oh, God. You know about my brother? What the fuck are you talking about? Are you a cop man? You know my brother? I'm gonna slowly start backing away. No, no man, you can't just say that shit. You can't just say that. What the fuck, man? Brian, run! Fuck? And then I, I, I'm already running. I'm like way ahead of him. You hear him Every shouting time. after you guys. Every time. As you guys run out the door, uh, we'll cut over to uh, Victoria walking into Needle and Fabric. You walk in and you hear the bell ting over your head uh, and you hear from inside, ah, yes, how can I help you? Uh, And you see this dwarven face pop up from uh, behind the counter. Hey, Fabric. Oh, hey, Victoria, right? Yeah, yeah. Ah, good to see you again. Uh, Good to see you too. It's been a while since you've been in town. Yeah, it seems like things are... Going very well, though. Um, Going very well, yes. Uh, Needle is hard at work in the back. Ooh, I hate to add to it, but is she available? For you, anything. <laughs> uh, I'll be right back. Okay. He goes into the back and uh, comes back out uh, about a minute later, and um, this uh, elvish wraith uh, floats out from uh, floats out behind him. She, oh, Victoria, lovely Hi. to see you again. Good to see you, too. Fabric told me you had come in. Uh, is, what can I do for you? Okay. She does like a little like twirl. This is what I've been working with. Um, uh. um, if I'm being completely honest, it doesn't feel like me. Uh, and I was just wondering if maybe you had a change of clothes. <laughs> well, what did you have in mind? She takes the ring and the jacket, like her leather jacket. She goes, these two things I feel like have been kind of protecting me. Um, a little, a little extra, but I want to kind of combine them into a, a, a longer piece. And so V goes through kind of this whole like description of some new clothes. It'll be the cloak of protection. So she basically describes this new getup, which is kind of a collared, blousey, button up blue long sleeve shirt. And then she's looking for some like high waisted, not quite khaki, but like a like a dark pants of some sort. She's gonna get rid of her her white kids and get some boots. And then what she's looking for in the cloak is more of this like brown duster of sorts. Okay. And then she's gonna ask if they have kind of a short, not a very tall, but a very short brimmed cowboy hat. Ooh. She's going for a little bit of a steampunk cowgirl look. I see. I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. Got some pictures. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, like. I would like an image reference, please. Yeah. Yeah. So this is. <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Victoria's about to level up. What if I just said, actually, no, we don't have any of that. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> fu- like, okay, fine. <laughs> actually, sorry, no, you have to stick with your stuff. Um. <laughs> 
I'm seeing the vision. Yes, yes, awesome. I love it. I love it. And then she also, V's got these glasses, and they're kind of like the, you know those like hipster glasses that everybody mm-hmm. wore? She's, yeah. Those, those are kind of her glasses that she doesn't like to wear. She's like, do you have anything by chance that's maybe a little more round? Uh, yes, yes. Let me go in the back. Let me see what I've got. <laughs> and over the next 30 minutes or so, she pieces together uh, basically what you just described. V will pay her for the pieces and the enchantment or whatever she needs. Altogether, it comes out to, I'll put together probably about 2,000 gold. Perfect. One more thing to add. Um, she's looking for like a thigh holster for her pistol. Oh, yeah. This woman is glowing up so hard. Oh, wait, there's one more step. <laughs> oh, no. Look at her go. Uh, you can equip all that stuff. Uh, you can okay. you can add a uh, cloak of protection to your inventory. And you can attune to that. And with this, uh, she also, you see that she's kind of stitched your leather, your white leather jacket kind of into the ins, like the inside of the cloak. Oh, cool. So it's still kind of a part of your outfit. Um, but you can add studded leather to your inventory and you can equip that. Hey! So that will give you uh, an, another plus one to your AC. Let's go! You look fantastic. Thank you. I look fantastic because you make me look fantastic. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Okay, so one last thing. I, I know you work with fabric and, and... Well, yes, he is my husband. <laughs> the, the material. I And so you're very used to uh, cutting on the bias and all that sort of stuff, but have you ever cut hair? Actually, fabric would be the one to cut hair. I'm better stitching. He's much better cutting. Cool. And then do you know where I could buy something to change my hair color? We actually, we do have some dyes here. We um, Hair dyes, oh. not just clothing dyes. I mean, we do work closely with the theater, so we do have many hair products as well. So I, I have natural, very long blonde hair. Oh, it yes. just gets in the way. Um, if Fabric and yourself are willing, I'd, I'd like to cut it to like right below my ears slash like to the top of my shoulders. Go through a heartbreak off screen? What's happening? It's season two V, baby! (laughs) (laughs) As Fabric is cutting your hair, he leans in, he's like, Do you want bangs? Um, no, I'm not quite that desperate. Alright, alright. Just I I just had to check. Just had to check. (laughs) She's not doing the full lesbian chop, she's just doing the chop. Yeah, they get to work and uh with their with their magical abilities, uh they get it done pretty quickly. And they say, just a gold piece. Oh, I give him ten. Oh, Stop it. So she is now like a Anna Green Gables strawberry redhead. Fantastic. Uh, with that, the makeover is complete. Woohoo! Uh, and uh, you. She's gonna meet up with the guys that are gonna be like, what the fuck? What yeah. did you do? Yeah, so you uh, make your way out of needle and fabric. You bid them goodbye. Uh, and you make your way to Clear as Crystal to meet up with uh, Brian and Cecil. For you, you recognize the place. Uh, Cecil and Brian, you guys, uh, it's more unfamiliar to you. But um, you guys see this complete stranger walk through the door <laughs> looking like an absolute lesbian cowboy. I pull out my wand and I go, who are you and what have you done with my Victoria? <laughs> <laughs> Brian does a double take. We were gone for like an hour. What did you do? Well, Needle and Fabric are uh, magical and amazing and phenomenal. And, uh, oh, yeah, here, by the way, um, here's that ring. Oh, thank you. Are you going to be fine? We're, we're, I mean, without, I mean, you've got a whole new. Uh, she kind of souped it up for me, and so I'm, I'm set. It's same protection. Well, good. I'm, yeah. I mean, 
It's an awesome. You look, you look awesome. Thanks. You look great. Thanks, Brian. I I feel more like me. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah. I think my granddad would be so happy to see his daughter's daughter really embrace <laughs> the like cowgirl slash ranch life because he's always wanted my mom to be that kind of person. But I guess it skipped a generation. Well, I'll be the first to say. You are the rootinest, tootinest little cowgirl in the West. <laughs> uh, you guys hear a voice from behind the counter. Can I help you? Oh, what? Uh, and you turn and uh, you guys see uh, Cassie the Kenku. And uh, she waves a feathered hand. She says, oh, welcome to Clear as Crystal. How can I help you today? Uh, Hi. Hello. Got a surprisingly deep voice for that small frame. I it's just, it's it's a, it's it's cool. It's cool. It's a cool. I... Well, I never really could talk on my own until uh, this nice guy came by uh, a few weeks ago and just kind of taught me a whole bunch of different words. And uh, we're natural imitators, us Kenku. Uh, so uh. Uh, this is the only way I can talk now. But, wait, wait, wait. Um, do me, do me. Do me, do me. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> that's so good. Whoa! Whoa! All right, this is kind of... I'm freaking out, man. All right, this is kind of... I'm freaking out right now. This might be more impressive than the goat sounds. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Cassie, say fuck. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my Lord. He on X Games mode. Oh, my Lord. He on X Games mode. <laughs> I've always wanted to see a tiny little bird person say that. <laughs> always. That's been my one complaint with our normal lives. I. So do you want to buy yeah, anything? Yeah, guys, can or... we like, look around? Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> we will happily look around at the wonderful things you have to sell. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to purchase... Uh, I'm looking for agate. Agate. Uh, hopefully something that has a lot of rings that looks itself like wood. She turns to the uh, case behind her uh, that appears to house some of the more expensive gemstones, uh, and she unlocks it. Listen, if you haven't been to Crystal Works in Austin, this is exactly how I imagine this Kenku shop, right? Like, I'll say yes. The, the three I've, of that, us that have been. Three of us have been. <laughs> I have not, so I don't. I'm, I'm, trust, I'm trusting the expert here. Next time you're at, you're in Austin, you're coming. Okay, with. It's yeah, cool. we're gonna go crystal shopping. We'll all dress up as tiny little birds, and we'll go crystal okay. shopping. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, but we should. Yes! We'll all be back. That was, that was your idea, Riley. Um, she pulls out this hefty, probably about like a palm-sized chunk of, nice. uh, of moss agate. And it's like this dark green uh, with these swirls of lighter green inside that kind of spiral around. Very Lovely. cool. This runs about a thousand gold pieces. Perfect. I just realized I made Cassie's voice the like the exact same as Falsum's. That's okay. In my mind, I was thinking that Falsum was the one that she had gotten the voice from. So that, that works. You know what? Yeah, we'll say that's canon. Yes. Yeah, wow, I'm a fucking smart DM. I, I genuinely that. thought that. that's what was just happening. <laughs> Wheeling like, and just, dealing. I, I had already <laughs> built that storyline in my head. Or she learned from his brother. <gasps> Who's on the run because oh, he's a shit. criminal and that's why he's oh, scared shit. of the cops. Well, but that actually makes sense because Cassie would have recognized his Falsum. One shot side quest. Finding Falsum's brother. <laughs> Falsum prison blues. He's actually been imprisoned. What's <laughs> <laughs> a prison break arc? Um, yeah, okay. I'll take that agate. And then I'm also looking for something really nice. 500 gold worth. I'm thinking ruby-esque. 
maybe amber. If you're looking for 500 gold piece gems, uh, that would be right here. She beckons you over to another glass case and points them each out. You see uh, a dark green alexandrite, a pale green blue aquamarine, a pure black pearl, a deep blue spinel, a rich olive green peridot, and a golden yellow topaz. I'll take the pearl. Yeah. Sure thing. Brian, is there anything you're looking for? No, I, I no. Nope. Let me double check and see if there's anything else. We do have a few um, jewelry pieces that aren't actually just jewels. Oh, I would love to see those. She takes you over to another case and you see a few folded cards that say what each one is. Uh, But you see um, a golden band with a sapphire in the center that says a ring of swimming. A sterling silver band with a deep maroon spinel crystal. uh, That's a ring of thunder resistance. A simple onyx band that has uh, what appears to be like two little circles at the top of it uh, that says a ring of spell storing. A rose gold intertwined band that is a ring of featherfall. A simple brown ring that is shaped like a rat at the top that uh, says the ring of the rodent. Um, <laughs> and you see a simple white pendant with a cross on it that says the physician's pendant. Okay, Cassie, tell me what that pendant does. Uh, when you cast a healing spell, you might be able to heal a bit more. Uh, And essentially what it does is every time you cast a spell that restores a creature's hit points, you can roll a d4, and if the result is a 4, the spell doesn't cost a spell slot, and it gains one additional die of healing. Oh, that's awesome. And that one's about 1,500 gold. Okay, and then I also wanted to look at the Ring of Featherfall and the Ring of Spell Storage. The Ring of Featherfall, it's a simple enchantment ring. Uh, It allows you to cast the Featherfall spell. Uh, That one's 500 gold. And the Ring of Spell Storing is very powerful. You can store a spell up to level 5 in it to be used by anyone at any time. And that one is 5,000 gold. Yeah, it's badass. Yeah, it is. It's really good. That'd be really cool to have, but I have no more attunement slots, so it's up to y'all if you guys want the spell storage ring. Otherwise, no, I don't want the spell storage ring. I have my um, spell steel shield. Cecil, do you want that ring? That could be really nice. Then, Cecil, if you want to spot me. I can spot you a hundo. Okay. I got you. So, now, (laughs) I have 56 gold left. I finally cleaned you out of all your fucking gold! (laughs) It took 20 sessions, but I finally got it from you. <laughs> Pried it from your hands. That's dope. That's really dope. Am I taking the ring of spell story? Yeah. Make something good. Oh, oh, I've got I've got plenty of good things. Oh, wait. Actually, no. Um, I just need, like, Cassie, if you've got, like, a little uh, flaky chunk of mica. Um, yeah. I've got one for about seven gold piece. Awesome. Thank you. Well, if that's uh, if that's all I can do for you guys, I hope you have a nice day. You too, Thank you, Cassie. Yeah. Um, as we're as we're walking out, uh, what time is it? Is it? I mean, it we it's probably it's now it's probably about one o'clock, one or two. Y'all been out and about for a little bit, but as you walk out, you hear and see uh, like a young paper boy running through the streets. Extra, extra, read all about it! Horda descends from his tall, tall castle in the sky! I run up to the cannon and I go, I'll take one, and I, I throw a coin at him. <laughs> you throw a gold coin in his face? It bounces off his he, forehead. He takes it and goes, I can eat for three weeks on this! Oh my uh, God. And he runs off no. cheering. 
Ma, Ma, look what I got. I'm, I'm going to cast, uh, um, <laughs> Nirmala's going to cast Magic Stone and throw another gold coin at him. <laughs> <laughs> You'd kill him. You would fucking murder him. But also, what is the inflation in this town if what we're looking at is expensive for us to look at some of these processes and this kid can live on one gold coin for three weeks? It's Germany post-World War One. What kind of classism have we participated in? Brian's brain is broken. Yep. Brian's staring at the ground and trying to rewire the economics of this city. <laughs> yeah, Victoria, you read of this entity known as the Hoarder. Hoarder. He's never actually been seen, but there have been rumors of this entity that apparently resides isolated from humanity. Uh, but there have been rumors of him having spent years and years accumulating wealth and treasures and various things. And he descends once every 100 years in Forgotten Fields to hold an auction uh, <gasps> for his various items and materials oh, and wealth. dude, we just got rid of all our fucking money out there! Um, I, I go ape shit at an estate sale. <laughs> but you also see that there is information about uh, about potential trades to, to occur as well. I just um, trades. <laughs> oh my god! I just there's something about this sentence. I'd go ape shit for an estate sale. <laughs> that is so good. But only, only overshadowed by the fact that if we were ever unsure on whether Riley Wesson was an evil genius, it's like case in fucking point. Yep. He waited until we spent all our money. That's so fucking good, Riley. That is like the best we come up. nothing to trade. That we can't get rid of anything because everything we just got is too valuable. Oh my God. That's the fucking funniest thing I've ever heard. Victoria's just like shaking her fists in the sky. No. Victoria is straight up just like angry sobbing. Oh my god. Um, the Hoarder. I haven't come across that name in any of my study of beings. No, this is not a god or anything of that capacity. Apparently lived for several hundred years. So not a whole lot is known about them. All it is known is that in various texts, it's this... There many texts have read of it, like and you read this in kind of like a synopsis in the newspaper article. Um, I'm reading this and I'm going, many texts have said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's written really poorly. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's like many texts have said over the years of like in histories of like once every 100 years, some kind of entity descending from the clouds. And you also read that this castle that he lives in doesn't come to the ground it stays in the air and it seems like researchers have posited and hypothesized that this being exists on a different plane some posit possibly the astral plane but they come to the material plane once every 100 years to bargain with uh with mortals and such do we know where it's listed or is it kind of like a figure it out i guess like a general area yeah sightings have reported of an unidentified object in the skies near Flutterfield. Yeah, that makes sense. Ah, uh, well, those things are super easy to debunk. So, I mean, it's <laughs> probably just probably just visual effects. Some kid with a with a major illusion spell. You see, right next to this article is like an editorial of a guy that's like, "Ah, uh, actually, uh, it's a weather balloon." Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, good good to know. So. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I really only have one other thing that I want to get done before we head out. Yeah. 
Um, I have no more money to spend, so I probably shouldn't stay in the city. I mean, we could like stock up on some food. That'd be oh, because if we're that. gonna be traveling to Flutterfield, I don't know how long the drive is. We can start, you know. Yeah, let's just drop by Bum Goods and get some staples. Yeah, and then yeah, let's head out. You guys, uh, you guys head over to Bum Goods, uh, and uh, open the door, and you see a tall orc with uh with one tusk. His other one is kind of chipped off, uh, and he has kind of cropped brown hair. Can I help you? He's so cute. Hi. Uh, yeah, we're just kind of on a bit of a road trip. Um, we need to stock up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just feel free. Uh, take a cart, and uh, you can you can Great. go through the throw, go through the aisles, and uh, I can check you out before you, before you leave. Sounds good. Thank you. I want to be his friend. <laughs> his name is Benson. Benson. You see it on his on his little on his little uh, tag. tag. He's you, got a, he's got an apron. <laughs> Um, yeah, you guys go through and, uh, I guess get food. I'm going to get some pretzels, some like soft pretzels and like a cheese dip. Cheese dip. <laughs> sure. My, um, my, my mom used to make this meal whenever like we were having a hard time scraping coins together at the end of the week that like we used like sweet Hawaiian bread and then Granny Smith apples and then cheddar cheese and then summer sausage. And it was just one of every part of the four main food groups, but it really didn't cost a lot of money. So maybe we could get like some bread and some sausage and some apples and some cheese. You see vacuum sealed packages of that exact food. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get all of it. Yeah. You guys get the necessary foods and things that'll, they'll basically feed you for your adventures. Uh, and it, it all, it all comes out to about 10 gold. I'll pay it. Uh yeah, as you are making your way out of the merchant district, it's like midday. It's like two thirty by now, so it's kind of crowded. Um, and you guys are uh walking through. We get back to the the van, right? Well, you're that's the direction. Yeah, to make I want to oh, back there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, as you do, uh, Victoria, make me a perception check. Uh, fifteen. Okay. Uh, with a fifteen, you notice this. You kind of get bumped. Uh, and you see this like cloaked figure kind of scurrying away from you uh and you feel your pack is noticeably lighter uh nope nope absolutely not and you unzip your backpack and you see that the laptop is missing nope i run laptop just got taken go and i point at the person and i immediately start running uh yeah like she's pulling out her shotgun and pointing it at this person and shit (laughs) jesus uh people scream as you pull out this weapon in this crowded space and i just i scream stop them you guys make chase to the bridge and you see as they're crossing the bridge, two others come around the corner with them and say, the counselor will be needing this. Nope. Nope. And with that, nope. class is dismissed. No! Son of a bitch. Dragons is Andy Lindsay as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thanks so much for listening to this session of D Hall and Dragons. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see a five-star review from you, and we would love it even more if you could share it with a friend, or two, or three, maybe even four. Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. And our artwork is, as always, done by the incredibly talented Carlina Alvarez. 
A link to her stuff can be found in the description as well. Until next time. Man, you know, sometimes you got to just take a break. I, as someone who is working all the time and works best when I'm busy, know better than anyone that I have to force myself to rest. And, you know, sometimes you might need to do that, too. It's good for you. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session. ton of gold so i don't know what victoria has but i have a lot um i have a lot as well i have 1185 gold i have 14,000. So. oh great how did i end up high i thought i don't know how i got that but riley approved <laughs> so <laughs> that's fine that's okay we're just gonna get fun things i love a shopping list we never use money in this world anyway so now we get a chance to use it right